Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, a Futurama podcast where today we're talking about season two, episode 10, Put Your Head on My Shoulders. I'm Lindsay Wilson, and I'd like to introduce my co-host, Alex Coons. Alex, how's it going? Hello, Lindsay. I'm good. Uh, excellent intro. Very natural. That was one of your uh, best <laughs> yeah. ones yet. Mm-hmm. Getting there. We're figuring yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't take a breath and I don't pause to overthink <laughs> it, I just keep going. <laughs> I love we record these on Zoom and we we're looking at each other while doing this and Lindsay will like look at the camera as she as she's doing it and like a like, please don't observe me type uh, <laughs> type way. It's hilarious because I legitimately am just staring at my like audio wave or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how is it sounding? Don't stop speaking. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Alex, how are you? I'm fine. Uh, Lindsay, your queen has uh, passed away. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking news as of this day, the yeah head of state or whatever. I think that's what she is in Canada. Yeah, she's gone. We got ourselves a king now. Yeah. Is there any Queen Elizabeth floating head in Futurama? I feel like that's something that that they might do I eventually. think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I feel sure. like we might have yeah. even seen it already. I, I was thinking about the, she passed away this morning. Yeah. I watched the episode this afternoon. And as, I, as I was watching, I was like, oh, I, I don't know if the queen is ever in Futurama. I'm wondering if she, was she even in the one where Bender was like, I got to go hang out with the like fancy heads. Or right, what? right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe not. Queen Elizabeth. Head. All right. Well, uh, new, uh, new Hulu episodes. This is a subject that you could tackle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah, so that was quite shocking, honestly. I feel like nobody saw it coming. And then all of a sudden, I got a bunch of messages while I was in class this morning, people being like, what? Like, oh my, OMG, what is the Canadian impact? Is there, I, I've seen a lot of tweets that are like, oh, now we're going to have to like reprint all of our bills to put this other dude's face on it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's true. Not all of our bills. So she's only on the 20. She might be on some other one, but primarily she's on the 20. She is on all the coins, however. So she is the head on the Even the loonies? I thought thought the birds were on the loonies. Yeah, so the the loon is on the tail (laughs) side. I see. Yes, Yes, and the polar bear family is on the (laughs) toonie. Classic classic but yeah so i i actually had that same thought i was like well they go and replace i, I guess there will probably be a new print of some stuff i don't know they should just i guess they don't just like print money so <laughs> i guess i guess not yeah how do you do that you need to recall all of the all the original loonies yeah i guess they start like bringing new ones in or something old ones in they should just start out. from scratch know. let's get different animals on there <laughs> yeah we got so we got a we don't have a penny anymore that's okay. been gone for some Very time reasonable. uh yep the beaver is on the nickel a caribou on the quarter <laughs> a loon and a polar bear <laughs> okay nice god we're so quaint i don't think we have any animals <laughs> we have god yeah yeah oh <laughs> we have the eye of True, god what is on the tail side ours are like a penny is like the Lincoln Memorial, I think. It's all buildings and, you know, weird triangles and weird pyramids and that kind of stuff. Wow. All right. Well, there you go. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. But yeah, so that was the big news in Canada today. Uh, how are the teeth feeling? Yeah, the Invisalign corner. Uh, teeth are feeling fine. <laughs> great. Great. Yeah, I've been thinking about your... The questions that you have asked your dentist that I will now co-opt <laughs> of like how often should I be yes. brushing my teeth with what kind of toothpaste etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. it's all it's all going fine yeah no I'm happy to discuss this literally anytime I famously <laughs> talk about dental stuff far too often for people's comfort so yeah, anytime you have questions I don't think it's come up ever in all of our podcasting <laughs> I know people tell me it's off-putting but Alex I have an update for you yes where I had been editing our moon weightlifting 
content from <laughs> okay. the crustacean episode. Okay. Do you, do you want to re reset up what, uh, what the yes. question was? Sure. For anyone who's just joining us. So we had been talking about when Fry is weightlifting in the gym and he has the gravity turned down or something. Turned down? Yes, turned, turned down. So he's... Oh, yes, yes. It's turned down to make it easier. Yes, to make it easier. And we were discussing whether that would do anything. And then we were kind of speculating that probably on the moon... It would be easier to lift stuff, but that maybe wouldn't make you stronger. And uh, anyway, and then we talked about weightlifting in a Gravitron, what that might be like. Right. How does this affect like, Any- the muscles? Does it build it faster exactly. if you're in super high gravity? Yeah. Yes, exactly right. So per stack exchange, <laughs> <laughs> the question is entitled, if I lift on the moon, will I get stronger? And say I lift on Earth, I will obviously build muscle. But what if I were to lift on the moon? Since objects are lighter on the moon, I would be able to lift more weight and would get stronger faster, right? Okay. And then someone flagged this question as off topic because, quote, this question shows a <laughs> fundamental lack of understanding of physics. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> so, we should have flagged this podcast with that. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And so then someone nicer <laughs> responded in good faith and said, here's the thing. Resistance is resistance. So on Earth, a barbell loaded with many kilograms of mass provides excellent resistance. In places where there's less gravity, you'd be able to lift more kilos, but in order to get stronger instead of weaker in reduced gravity environments, you'd need to increase the amount of resistance you're working against in proportion to the decrease in gravity. So basically, Fry's thing is like, yeah, you'd be able to lift it more easily, but you wouldn't build muscle from that. But is there a unit for, I mean, I guess there's a unit of resistance. There's like an ohm, but that's like electrical stuff. Like, how do you... Yes, so... Yeah. Well, please. I'll tell you. <laughs> gravity is approximately one-sixth that of Earth's. Therefore, you would need to make or bring six times the weights in kilograms that you would use on Earth. For example, okay. if you can deadlift 100 kilograms, you would need 600 kilograms to challenge your deadlift on the moon. Got but it. My barbell can't even fit that many pl- any weight plates. But if you had 600 kilograms on the moon, it would be the same as 100 kilograms here, except that you have other problems, including finding protein on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> that is an issue. And yeah. something about muscles basically wasting in low gravity situations. It now, goes on. But <laughs> so if I take like a bathroom scale and put it on the mm-hmm. moon, th- yeah. that's going to read different. If I put the same object yes. on that scale, it's going to read differently. And so it's, they're basically saying, hey, yep. you have to go put more and more stuff on until you equal yes. the weight back on back on Earth. Okay, Exactly right. That yeah, makes sense. So primarily an educational podcast. So yeah. we had to just update on that. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) this episode, (laughs) put your head on my shoulders. I don't know. Should we talk now about the wiki on this? Well, I was going to (laughs) say you were just reading, reading some debate on message boards between strangers on the internet. Mm. And we here at Podcast of Tomorrow, we have engaged (laughs) or I have engaged in some wiki editing that seems to be approaching a feud. A moderator has been contacted. So maybe we should go over the episode first. We can describe the situation afterwards, which given the context of the episodes and really all listeners, I would love to bring you probably like shouldn't encourage this is like brigading or whatever on the internet of like bringing your audience to come support your point. But for our listeners, go check out the the Futurama wiki page on this episode mm-hmm. and see if you have any objections to what's going on. Yeah, not to be confused with the regular Wikipedia entry on this, specifically the Futurama wiki. I texted Alex <laughs> right after watching it being like, you will not believe this. <laughs> and just to get out in front of it, let's say we here at the podcast of tomorrow disavow yeah. content. <laughs> so just so people are clear on what editing we've been doing <laughs> or you've been doing specifically. I, I, Kudos I, to I, you, Alex, for jumping on top of this. Yeah, honestly. I did this like 45 minutes ago. I watched the episode and then I went and edited the wiki. I might have doxed us. I made our username on the wiki pot of tomorrow because i didn't want to put my real name because i was more afraid of actually getting doxxed but now like now i'm gonna draw the trolls to this very podcast 
Oh, God. Okay, well, <laughs> looking forward to the update, and I'll just stop checking the email. Yeah. But <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, and also, I, I just remembered that, like, it doesn't matter if they start, like, flooding us with bad reviews, because yes. our people <laughs> will send in good ones to counteract them, and yeah, also, and we won't it doesn't take all matter. the reviews that we can get, and also, <laughs> you got to stand up for what you believe in. If That's we, right. If we have honestly. this platform for, for, you know, 20 people that are listening to, we'll put our name behind it. Yes. Oh, God. I like how you were like, I don't want to put my actual name on this. So you just sent them to a thing that uses your full name every week. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we may need to call people in to defend us or something. Yeah. I'm sure this we'll is going to go happens. great. Yeah. Okay. So this episode opens up. Actually, what do we think? Big picture. What do you think of this episode? I was actually surprised. I thought it was okay. I thought it was fine. When mm-hmm. you texted me about the, the wiki drama, I like went to the Wikipedia <laughs> page to read it. And so I was like kind of spoiled myself mm-hmm. on the on the episode. And I thought like, oh man, this sounds like very stupid and bad. Maybe it's just through the lens of that Wikipedia article. It seems like cringy and <laughs> offensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because what you're reading is cringy and offensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I thought the episode itself was, was totally fine. Like I, I even kind of enjoyed that they pulled the trigger on like an actual romance between fry and amy like they actually date there's like a change in their relationship like again like everything returns to normal by the end of it but it feels like you know it feels like an event that i imagine that they will reference more in the future of like oh yeah we dated once like that kind of thing so yeah i liked all that no, I think this one's fun. One of the things that I think is a bit of a standout in this t- episode is how they animate Fry when he's on Amy's <laughs> body, where I think they actually do a pretty good job of completely capturing different characterization, where yeah. you have, for example, Fry saying he could get any woman he wants or something, and he does this kind of power pose. Yes. <laughs> and it's, there's something super masculine about the pose in Amy's body, and it's it's very interesting how they manage to pull it off, where it's like, it's definitely just her body, but they managed to convey this is Fry versus this is Amy. And yeah, there are a few it, different times where they do that and it works really well. It's even almost like it's half of her body, right? Where like half her, mm-hmm. of her body isn't like yeah. the super masculine pose and the other half is is kind of still. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're, you're totally right. I didn't even think of that probably because it was so seam- seamless of like, yeah, it just worked really well. Yeah, agreed. So, so yeah, so this opens up with a not based on the novel by James Fenimore Cooper. Alex, do you know who this is? I, I Googled him and saw what books he's written, and I've never read any of them. We really need Jeremy. I feel like Jeremy would have like a dissertation on this dude. Yeah. Oh, a side note. I should let you know. I got a response from <laughs> Jeremy regarding your depiction of the fastball incident. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is I get to reset this up. This was I forget yes. how it came up, but this was Randy Johnson hitting the ball, hitting a bird with the ball. Oh, it was because mm-hmm. Santa yes. shot the the pigeon. Or it shot That's the right. Bird. Yes. Yeah. So first of all, regarding the Elvis movie, Jeremy said, "Damn it, Alex! It was directed by Baz Luhrmann of Moulin Rouge fame." <laughs> So there's that. Yeah. (laughs) I do love Moulin Rouge. And then also I'm getting mad about the superficial description of the Randy Johnson incident. (laughs) I said, Alex told you to weigh in. And he said, I know. I'm just shouting at my phone. I'm out getting groceries, so I have to maintain some decorum. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he can't just be screeching in the store. But uh, he was concerned. He didn't weigh in with more detail. Yeah. Next time we'll have him on. He can do, he can paint the full picture of, you Mm -hmm. know, it was a cool night in phoenix or you know wherever the diamondback stadium is (laughs) probably phoenix yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay incredible yeah james fenimore cooper he is a writer during the first half of the 19th century whose historical romances depicting colonist and indigenous characters from the 17th to 19th centuries brought him fame and fortune i looked at the critical reception sounds 
sounds like it's complicated, but yeah, there were some yeah. there were some classics in there from from what I saw. Let's yeah, see. yeah, exactly. Sounds like quite a legacy for this the guy. The last of the Mohicans, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of the early major American novelists to include African, African American, and Native American characters in his works. So okay. yeah, so yeah, so he probably didn't do it perfectly, but at least he was trying. Exactly. Yeah. Hopefully, if anyone knows of anything bad, let us know. Yeah. Nothing obvious at this moment, as I'm <laughs> looking through the Wikipedia doing a very cursory read. So, yeah. yeah. And then Boop Corner. Boop Daddies. Boop Corner. We have. I have some sort of pie situation. It was like animals in a pie. Yes, I have chicken and a cat in a pie? Question mark. Mm-hmm. And this is from. Chick and Double Chick from 1946, which is part of the Little Lulu canon. Okay. Are you familiar with Little Lulu? I am certainly familiar with the name. I feel like it came up on The Simpsons at least once, or there's some reference to Little Lulu that that is sticking in my brain. Yeah, it's possible. It was primarily a comic strip. There was definitely a series of children's book adaptations, I think. I, yeah. And I definitely consumed those in childhood. I, I know what what, the, what I'm thinking of with Little Lulu. My only point of reference for Little Lulu is I went I went to San Diego Comic-Con a couple of times, and this was a few years after Lost had aired. And so like all of the, the like fan Lost panels were kind of like in the smallest halls, like in the second building mm-hmm. or whatever. And year after year after year, the panel that immediately followed the like lost fan panel was the little uh-huh. Lulu fan convention. Oh my God. <laughs> so specific. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Incredible. So. Yeah. I can't off the top of my head, remember what was happening in the little Lulu book that I remember reading a lot just at my grandmother's house. Cause this yeah. goes way back, but yeah, definitely. There's a character named Tubby Tompkins, <laughs> okay. a chief opponent in their disputes. Mm-hmm. Little Lulu is the main character, very smart, stubborn, always initiates a battle with the boys to show that girls are just as hey, good as them. It's a perfect book so, for you. That, uh, we stand a feminist queen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, is, uh, this was very formative for a young Lindsay. Yeah, honestly. I I wish I could remember what the little book was. Little Lulu book. doesn't yeah. matter. Little Lulu Library, an 18-volume set. Wow. All right. Well, anyway, that's fine. For Boop Corner, I always I always have two things at the start of Boop Corner. It's the, you know, the subtitle on the Futurama credits and then mm-hmm. the Boop Corner section of what is playing on the TV. I had a third one for this time, which yes. was the ad that I got for on Hulu right before the episode started. It was some <laughs> ad for per- perfume with Kira Knightley in it. And it just made me remember how much I loved Kira Knightley from Pirates of the Caribbean. And I just wanted Honestly. to get your like... We might have even talked about this at some point, but were you like very much in love with some mm-hmm. quartet of like Kira Knightley, Orlando Bloom, Johnny Depp? There's like a lot going on with all of that. <laughs> certainly, certainly a lot <laughs> going on there. I would say it's absolutely Orlando Bloom, especially the combo of whatever his name was, Will. Will Turner. Something whimsical. Will Turner and <laughs> Legolas within quick succession. Yes. So I was obsessed with him. Kira Knightley, I also loved immensely yeah. where I saw her in Pride and Prejudice, that version, also yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, obviously, and in Bend It Like Beckham, a perfect film, if ever there was yeah. one. And she's I wonderful was, like, in all of them. I was truly in love with her. I'm like, I'm going to listen to this audio commentary of Pirates of the Caribbean and the Curse mm-hmm. of Black black pearl i'm gonna listen to the audio commentary with her on it like once a week <laughs> yeah no i loved her so much i thought she was 
beautiful and perfect and so talented. And then watching her in Bennett like Beckham, which was instantly one of my favorite movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I think no, I've only seen like parts of that on TV. Maybe I'll, I'll have to go check it out. Perfect movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still love it. I, I keep pushing Kirsten to let us cover it in our Patreon for <laughs> Bojack Horseman. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I agreed. Anyway, so that's my third thing in Boop Corner for this week. And if any wow. more interesting ads play on Hulu before the episode, I'll be sure to write that down. <laughs> See that you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this opens up on an ad for a President's Day sale, a malfunctioning Eddie's. They have the actual heads <laughs> of George Washington and Abraham Lincoln doing the ad read, which yes. is very exciting. Fallen very far. Mm-hmm. Yes, how the mighty have fallen indeed that now they are celebrating President's Day with an ad read. But Amy suggests they go car shopping because her parents said they would buy her a bar if she got all B's and <laughs> she got all C's. Yeah, maybe the like most clever line in Futurama to date. <laughs> Yes, and Bender also has to go in for a recall notice for his ass where they're, they've said that like he could get in a, a low-speed collision and it would explode or something. Reference to the Ford Pinto stuff. I don't know if this is meaningful for you. It's not. So again, I only listen to you wrong about and that's where all of my information about everything comes from. Mm-hmm. So they did an episode on the Ford Pinto, which was this car that was like, it was a whole thing where people kept getting in these rear-ender situations and the fuel tank would explode so then they eventually did a recall after everyone was like they knew that they would explode and basically the gas tank was super visible and they said they knew it would explode but then there was redemption for the ford pinto later where everyone (laughs) was like no it turns out that just all of these cars exploded and crash tests were very poor at the time that's perfect yeah it's not it's not our car it's every car that will explode without warning pretty much yeah Yeah, exactly none of it looks great but anyway that's what this is referencing (laughs) (laughs) okay i I Uh, never Anyway, it's, it's a very odd kind of note in the episode where it is at the mm-hmm. start here and then it comes back at the very end. But yeah, like cut away from the main plot. Very yes. short, very brief. So yeah, it's rather inelegant way. also. It just yeah. seems to be to make an ass joke a couple of yeah. times. Yes. But, I do love yeah. malfunctioning Eddie. I mean, we see him throughout this mm-hmm. scene, but I loved his ad where he's saying that he's he's malfunctioning so much that he's almost giving the cars away. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it too. <laughs> it's really good. And so... They show up at this place and they meet Victor, who (laughs) is going to basically convince Amy to buy a very fancy car because her parents are very rich. Yeah. Do you own a car? I do not. Okay. I'm surprised by that. I feel like I don't hear of Vancouver as like a walkable city. Oh, so Vancouver is like the most bikeable city in North America. Okay, sure. And (laughs) big walking energy, but also Cam has a car. So I don't think of myself as having a car, but I do have quite access to a car. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I I don't like driving. I don't mind driving in New Brunswick or on the highway, but I don't like driving in the city. Yeah, I'm right there with you. But yeah, I I also have never owned a car and I've never experienced like getting sold a car, but I would Mm -hmm. would definitely be very taken advantage of and very confused. Oh God, yeah. I'm sorry, 80,000? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, like if if we ever go on road trips, Cam has to take the first and last shifts, which is like leaving the city and then I will switch (laughs) at a gas station somewhere, drive on the highway for like three hours and then he can take a as we get back into the city that's so. reasonable I, I feel like a lot of people are like that yeah and I think it's also a thing too where if you don't practice you get increasingly worse at it and I absolutely am like I really should probably yeah. go drive in case I ever have to but despite you saying this I'm sure you are an excellent driver like I think I that... am such a responsible driver <laughs> yeah right I was gonna say like we're in the quadrant of like afraid to drive but good drivers the far mm-hmm. worse quadrant is not afraid to drive and bad driver 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. I am entirely competent and very safe overly and responsible. cautious yeah overly cautious and i honestly think that that is my biggest safety hazard is that i'm so careful that i'm probably everything. gonna like yeah. i need to drive more aggressively because people are expecting you to drive more aggressively and then you're like right. oh god and you like touch the brakes and someone rear ends you like yeah. <laughs> so that's never happened to me i've never had an accident or a ticket but to knock on wood on that front yeah. I, I like pulled our our bumper off by like turning out of our driveway there's like a sharp turn out of the driveway and i like caught the bumper on the on the corner of the garage and pulled that off and i felt <laughs> felt very guilty <laughs> it's the anxiety brain is not yeah. good for driving in these yeah. situations but yes so victor he knows many things about the art of unloading fine cars on beautiful women <laughs> so he's basically just gonna like convince amy to get the fanciest car yeah he or so he's showing her a car that has a lot of eagles in the uh, in the <laughs> dashboard and in the floor of the car and he says the luxury edition has even more eagle <laughs> yeah he's like also there's some eagles under the floorboards yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and at one point amy says something about her rich parents and his eyebrow just like involuntarily <laughs> goes up and he has to push it back down to keep yeah. looking sad but meanwhile fry is also being <laughs> they're trying to convince him to buy the thunder cougar falcon bird <laughs> yes just yeah the that car salesman is taking the tactic of just like emasculating fry by saying mm-hmm. you know if you were a real man he'd be driving a car like this yes exactly and he's like yeah yeah i care a lot about whether people question my sexual orientation method i don't know how to make them stop and they're like one word thunder cougar falcon <laughs> <laughs> i i found i wrote down that more than like anyone else so far in this series victor looked like a character from the simpsons where it's like oh this looks like you know some character that the simpsons would run into when they're visiting germany or whatever but yeah, for whatever reason, he really stuck out to me as like, oh, this is just a character model from The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And so Victor is really happy that he's going to sell this car. He like mutters under his breath, no dog food for Victor tonight. <laughs> yeah. Poor Victor. Yeah. And so at one point, he, Amy offers more than the sticker price. And he's like, I'm going to have to ask my manager. He's like, he is not too happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just do a little dance in the background. <laughs> yeah. Malfunctioning yeah. Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so meanwhile, Bender is, uh, he gets these little bumper pads installed on his butt and it looks really stupid. So he makes them remove them and they say like, fine, but I just hope that when this thing goes off, you're not mooning someone you care about. <laughs> yeah. Which will come back later in the, at the end of the episode. Yes. Chekhov's ass recall. <laughs> Hermes mentions that it's Valentine's Day and Fry's like, oh God, I forgot to get a date again. <laughs> so he asks out Leela <laughs> and she gets mad. <laughs> Did we ever talk about Valentine's on Simpsons? I can't really remember. What's, what's your Valentine's Day? I think date? we talked about, we talked about I Love Lisa, I think. Did we? I don't, I don't know if we ever even did that one. Didn't we? Monster Mash, Ralph episodes. Yeah. I think we did. Okay. Because we talked about how good he was when he was right. acting in the play yes, and then yes, he yes. got so bad later. <laughs> but yes, my take on Valentine's Day is that it is stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but that I like to buy chocolate the day after. Yeah. That's like almost identical to my take. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good take, I think. Yeah. It's They really want to get your money out of you. Yeah. But yeah. So Amy asks Fry to go to Mercury with her in her fancy new car and... She says, you know, usual weather, boiling lead, oceans of lava. <laughs> Fry's like, so, shorts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, li- I like this Mercury scene a lot. Mm-hmm. It feels like, a, however they draw it, it feels like a vacation planet where it's, like, empty and they're driving fast and they're driving past these, like, these gas stations. Uh, Fry is, yeah, like, the sun is bright. Yeah, it feels like they're going to the beach or something. 
Yeah, very fun, very vacation vibes. And I do like the dynamic between these two where we haven't really seen them hanging out together. And it's fun because Amy isn't a serious person like she doesn't worry that much about school and she's not worried that much about work and she and fry kind of have more things in common than i think we would have guessed initially where she's like super rich and a student but she's <laughs> also really fun and, and she like kind of dumb friend. like the... yeah she's like dit- they flagged her before as being like ditzy and whatever and clumsy and stuff yeah. but then in this scene we get Fry being like, how can you always dress like you're doing your laundry even though you're super rich? And she's like, yeah, I'm just rebelling against my parents. And they kind of bond over that. And they're like, yeah, if I was the Pope, they'd be all straighten your Pope hat and put on your good vestments. Which is a very (laughs) specific line of comedy, but they're getting along super well. And it's cute. It's cute bonding. Yeah, I like the line that I had written down was like, it's nice to talk to someone about stuff and junk. And then Fry repeat, or I don't know, Fry or Amy says that, but the other one repeats like stuff and junk. Like they find each other charming Mm -hmm. in being kind of dumb and immature together. And yeah, maybe a maybe a point of contention against our our Wikipedia entry that's like claiming that Fry and Amy aren't a good match. But like, I would almost argue that like this is a more compelling match than Fry and Leela, where it's like Leela's fry's mother and like is always annoyed with him like you know yeah exactly and this isn't a weird one-sided pining this is like oh no we actually enjoy hanging out together yeah and yeah so they say we feel the same way about stuff and junk or whatever yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's cute i think this is a fun combo that we don't really get to see very much of and the show does tend to focus more on the Leela and Fry of it all. And even when they're fake dating in the Titanic episode, we really don't get a lot of them together, really. And so it's kind of fun to see, like, no, this actually is sort of a compelling match. And even if they wouldn't necessarily have worked long term, maybe they would have. But even if they wouldn't have, it's like, well, this is sort of important to explore, given that they have a bunch of stuff in common and seem attracted to each other. So Yeah, and I I like how kind of casual it turns romantic, where they're like, oh, you want to, like, they're getting towed. And either Fry or Amy says, so while they're towing us, do you want to do it? And they just say yes and go for it. Like, sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I guess we didn't set up, but like the car breaks or runs out of gas because they passed <laughs> the sign that said like last fuel station until you circle the planet and show yeah. back up here again. <laughs> and so they run out of gas. And while they're waiting, yeah, they decide to hook up in the car. And that comes out at the next team meeting in the morning where <laughs> apparently Hermes ends it every day with like anyone spend the night together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feels like an HR violation. <laughs> yeah, very upfront corporate romances. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so they yeah reveal that they spent the night together and everyone's pretty supportive of this where Hermes is like I think Fry and Amy go together like lime and a coconut. <laughs> yeah, it's a, kind of sweet. They're like holding hands at this big team meeting like... Yeah, yeah, it's good. And there's a point where they say something about, I, I think Bender says something to the effect of you snag the perfect girlfriend who is rich. And <laughs> Leela's like, that's not the only thing that matters. And then Bender says, oh, so it's just a coincidence that Dr. Zoidberg is desperately poor and miserably lonely. <laughs> and Leela's like, for your information, it's because he's hideous. Yeah, Zoidberg <laughs> really gets dunked on. I wrote down that. Yeah, Bender says, Amy's rich. She's probably got other characteristics, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then Zoidberg is later going to say that he would pay anything to end his miserable loneliness if only yeah. he weren't so desperately poor. <laughs> but he's a doctor. He's a doctor, yeah. They try to sell that to Edna in the last episode, but <laughs> they forget to mention that he's also desperately poor. Right. But yeah, so Bender decides at this point when he finds out that people are willing to pay not to be lonely anymore, he's going to start this dating service where he's going to match people up. I feel like from my... From my knowledge of your romantic life, I, th- I I 
don't think that you were ever on the dating sites. Is that accurate? I was on them. I was not on them successfully. I see. <laughs> <laughs> there was like a probably year and a half period where I was on them. Yeah. And I only went out with someone more than <laughs> twice exactly once. Yeah. So, <laughs> most of them I was just like, oh, this, oh, is this is a nightmare. And I hated them so much. Yeah. I hated the whole experience of the, the apps. It was absolutely soul crushing. Yeah. Like I would delete them and be like, fine, I'll just meet someone in real life and then realize that that's impossible and then would download them again and within minutes be like I can't do this 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 is is a nightmare yeah (laughs) truly a nightmare yeah so I just ended up dating my friend yeah (laughs) that's the easier way to do it that's the easiest thing to do less soul crushing it all worked out I wonder if uh (laughs) was this episode ahead of its time if this is 2000 2000 2001 2002 maybe i don't know how popular dating apps were at that point i mean i guess the internet internet has been around for a couple of years at that point i'm sure you know browser based like Mm match.com or something was probably around but yeah i I have to think so i have to think that was one of the earlier uses for the internet is finding people and certainly that was the thing when i was young where it was like don't go into these internet chat rooms because that's how you get murdered so (laughs) 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 yeah yet another lesson that could be applicable for the later section on the wiki oh god i'm very (laughs) nervous oh god all right so yes so basically they have a bunch of people that show up at bender's thing like zap brannigan shows up leela also goes at one point in spite of herself yes very upset about it and during all of this amy says that she likes hanging out with fry and fry immediately panics and he's like i'm not a one-woman man leela and leela's like don't worry you'll be down to zero soon enough (laughs) yeah this is probably my least favorite part of the episode where like they obviously Mm -hmm. have to get fry and amy out of this relationship by the end of it i guess they don't have to i mean i guess they could have explored actually doing that for a while but uh, yeah like amy says that she really enjoys hanging out with fry and this like instantly changes him any chemistry that they had it was like completely gone any mm-hmm. like affection they had that fry had towards her is completely gone and it just felt like reductive and, and a bit dumb yeah 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 and it's yeah you're right it's not ideal where we have fry being like she's taking advantage of me and i was like she has billionaire trust fund money <laughs> like i don't think that she's using you in this yeah. case but so then Amy asks Fry if he wants to go to Europa for a picnic, and he's like, like I have to bring someone with me. So he brings Zoidberg because he doesn't <laughs> want to just be alone with Amy. Yeah, Zoidberg's then, very uh, enticed by the the idea of free food. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and he goes along with them. He even eats the picnic basket. And yeah. at one point, Amy's like, oh, do you want to like hang out at some point? And Fry's like, no, we're already spending Valentine's Day together. And then Amy says, all right, what do you want to do for Valentine's Day? And he's like, so now we're spending Valentine's Day together? This is it, Amy. Like, we're breaking up. Yeah. So, I guess he doesn't do it quite yet before they crash the car, but he, yeah. he tries to break up with her. <laughs> yeah, it's just, so he just gets very, you know, stereotypical commitment, mm-hmm. like fear of commitment. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and then Zoidberg is driving. He snaps off the steering wheel, crashes the car, and then Fry wakes up to find that he <laughs> has been decapitated, but Zoidberg's quick thinking allowed him to save the head by sewing it onto Amy's body. Again, great doctor. He really should be paid more. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very Homer, Mr. Burns ah, sharing yes. a body. <laughs> Good call. Yes. I, re- I really liked Zoidberg driving the car. He was just like so enthusiastic and so excited to be driving. Fun Zoidberg episode. Yeah, very good. <laughs> and we get Fry being like, oh, I still want to break up with Amy. And Leela's like, oh, this sort of thing always happens with office romances where <laughs> you end up on someone else's head. Yes, and then want to break up with them. <laughs> and so Amy takes it really well. And she's basically like, okay, because she was never smothering Fry. Right. <laughs> and 
she decides to ask somebody else out and Fry's like, well, I can too. And that's where we get the point of him doing his power pose and Amy being like, yeah, with my body, you're probably not going to attract the kind of woman that you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The power pose is him trying to be masculine. He puts like his, mm-hmm. he, he controls the left hand, which throughout the rest of the episode, all of that's very good too, where it's like very obvious mm-hmm. that Fry is controlling this one hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. He picks Amy's nose at one point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so this is i guess this is where leela goes to bender to try to find a date and he's like is that brannigan okay she says no and he's like well six hundred dollars then yeah he ups at a hundred bucks for anyone yeah. WhatsApp. yes an impressive display of athleticism here on the part of amy's body i guess where she and fry are playing table tennis with each other yes <laughs> yeah running back and forth each hitting one side of the ball Mm-hmm. Yes. And now that Fry is available on Valentine's Day, he asks Leela out again. And she's like, no, I just went to Bender. So Fry's going to go talk to Bender as well. And Le- Amy, this whole time being so good, where she's <laughs> trying to give Fry privacy, covers her ears and she's just like, la, 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 like yeah. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty flawless episode from Amy. She truly does nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also like she is increasingly getting annoyed by how long this is going on, but she never actually invades Fry's privacy. Yeah. I, I gotta say, the whole head on someone else's shoulder is, like, very claustrophobic and a true nightmare. Like, mm-hmm. I could think of very few things that would be more uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And Amy, a good sport about it. Clearly, she's just letting him, like, be part of her life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so they all go out, Fry, Amy, and Amy's date, Gary. And Fry's continuously looking around for his date and gets to the point where Gary's like, oh, this date is made up. Like, she's not real. Yeah. But it turns out that Bender has just rounded up a bunch of people from his dating <laughs> service and basically paired them off. But it turns out that they're all just people from the bus stop. Yes, so that's where he got all of his clientele. Yeah, the the bus driver is the one dating Leela. And mm-hmm. yeah, the uh, Petunia, the woman dating Fry, needs to head back to the bus that that bus driver is driving. Yes, yeah, so the 1015 did not leave. Yeah, the yes. bus driver at one point says to Leela, I'd love to take a whack at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not ideal. <laughs> Yeah, perfect balance. Such romance, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so... I, I wrote down a, a cringy trans joke with Zap, which I feel yes. like is the most problematic slash cringy thing that the show has done, or the thing that has hold, mm-hmm. held up the least well so far in the yeah. run. Yeah, agreed. I have the same thing written down, problematic. And they don't go as far with it as i think yeah there are other episodes coming down the line that are definitely worse in terms of how they address gender on this show but definitely not great yeah so at this point we get gary inviting amy to come home with him (laughs) where i feel like for me (laughs) i maybe am not 100 percent comfortable being like come home with me bring this like additional man on your neck (laughs) yeah yeah i I think if I were in this situation, just like dating is off until the just situation for, like, is resolved. It's only going to be a few weeks, yeah. right? <laughs> like we can go to, we can hang out on Valentine's Day together. It's clear, clearly platonic at this point. Like let's just, you know, <laughs> we're stuck in this situation. Let's just chill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You were cool enough to let this person live on your neck. <laughs> you can not date for a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. So... Yeah, Fry's getting increasingly concerned as they are about to head home together, and so until Leela notices his plight and shows up to help him. Yeah, so, man, I, I don't know how I'm going to go through the rest of this podcast, like, not being a Fry and Amy stan, because, like, <laughs> yeah, this is nice of Leela. This is, like, she's thoughtful, she's helping out Fry. Fry is mm-hmm. thankful towards her for helping him out, but, like, why? Why does she care? Yeah, I mean, she definitely sees that Fry is 
panicking and there's this very intense music and Leela comes over and she's like, she just stops Gary and she's like, oh, what do you do? And he starts talking about banking regulations. She's like, I heard banking industry regulations are really very simple. They're quite simple. And he's like, yeah. oh, not at all. And then he's like, if you want to get technical, she's like, and I do. Like, it all began in 1410. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So the next day, Zoidberg. Yeah. Literally, they had to wait one more day. <laughs> Zoidberg <laughs> right. is going to reattach Fry's head back to his own body. He says, oh, "You're good as new, except I couldn't find your dorsal fin. It was lost in the crash." Yeah. Fry's a little bit upset at being in his in his own body. There was like, I mean, I, I feel like especially in 2000, it's hard to avoid the the type of like thought experiment of oh, if you're on somebody mm-hmm. else's body, how do you like? experience their body so there's a couple of of jokes about that of like fry feeling up amy which again is like a little bit cringy but yeah fry is back in his own body and not that happy about it yeah the professor also says i don't understand why you wouldn't let me graft a laser cannon onto your chest (laughs) a cute moment from amy where she's like if i ever feel lonely i can just look at this disfiguring scar and think of you (laughs) yeah no hard feelings between them which is good yeah no hard feelings all totally chill fry realizes that whenever he touches his neck he kicks himself and when he does that he accidentally kicks bender's recalled butt and it causes an explosion yes so tying back to that very random 30 second scene at the start of the episode Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. So that's that episode. Who's our winner in this week? Let's give it to Amy. Amy tolerated everything like a champ. Was managed mm-hmm. to like leave the the office relationship without any hurt feelings, without like alienating mm-hmm. anyone at the office. Yeah. She needs a win after the way she's been talked about on the internet. Yes. <laughs> and then our loser this week is. I can't think of anyone that's like disaster. I mean, Bender explodes at the end. Uh, yeah. he, he comes to mind for me also but he makes he a lot Zoidberg of money gets a lunch he's an effective doctor bender makes a lot of money his service is a success where like all of the bus people end up you know going home with each other yeah true yeah yeah maybe gary yeah gary did they buy a car i guess amy bought a car and paid more mm-hmm. money for it than yeah jeez everybody's a winner this yeah. week <laughs> yeah all right fine yeah so Let's talk about this feud you started. Well, so uh, do you want to... I kind of started it. I brought it up for you. Yes. And uh, (laughs) why don't you explain the the current issues with the wiki page for this episode? And then I will see if if there has been any any movement on this feud since we started recording. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So I messaged Alex last weekend because I read... Typically, I will copy and paste the plot details from each episode into my notes ahead of time, just so I have a skeleton to work from makes it less pausing you don't have to defend and yourself to, to anyone you could you know <laughs> well this is why i was on there in the first place yeah, it's yeah. just to set it up so that's where i was and so i was reading through it and there is quite a bit of editorializing in the themes section like the plot is all seemingly fine but there's usually a little update in there on like here's what's going on with fry and leela and this time i noticed there was a lot of stuff that was like yeah, and like obviously Fry doesn't want to be with Amy long term because she's objectively ugly. And then there, I think I counted something. I think we decided there were five mentions of her being ugly, unattractive. They're all like parenthetical to too. Effect. It's all like in parentheses, yeah. like you know, Fry doesn't want to so be gross. in Amy in parentheses because she is so obviously ugly. 
because she's so obviously ugly. There is a very blatantly racist part that's like, she's hideous by Western beauty standards. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, unlike this Cyclops woman yeah, that we're totally the fits 3000 in. with like but, aliens. <laughs> just like it, it has very much Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings criticism vibes where it's like, it's supposed to be medieval Europe. Why are there black people? It's like, there yeah. are dragons, sir. Like, <laughs> relax. And that's very much what it feels like here where it's like, let me just blatantly be racist and say by western beauty standards she's disgusting but i love this cyclops yeah. who totally aligns with western beauty standards like no she's just a white person like let's I, be let's call a spade a spade here i also think like not only does the episode not touch at all on fry not being attracted to her i would in fact argue that there are points of him showing him being attracted to her where he's like groping yes. her body when he's on when his head is on her right there, there's like yeah uh, there also don't... are a number of other mentions of like, I was doing some further digging into this where at one point it talks about like Kiff being into her and it's like Kiff's the only man in the series who has ever shown any interest in her. Oh my God. Is it the same user? <laughs> yes. And it's like, that is simply not true, sir. Where ever, I feel like in like the very first episode when we meet and when they go to the beach, that episode with the aliens attack, it's like the professor is sitting there like basically getting all steamed up in his glasses because Amy is like spraying on a new bikini. Like everyone right. at the they go to the bar at one point and he's like Armando and I are gonna go to the back of his car for coffee yes. like people are always into Amy yeah like constantly and this is just some bullshit and I think even if we weren't concerned with the problematic language it's just simply untrue and we are committed to journalism yeah so that that is the angle that I am taking on my edits to this Wikipedia page I went mm -hmm. and deleted all references to Amy to Fry breaking up with Amy because she's ugly I removed all mm -hmm. of that stuff posted the post went through and then within like 10 minutes this this user that wrote the original post reverted them all i don't and so right before we got on i was looking at how to re re-unvert them ununvert them uh -huh. whatever it would be uh -huh. I've also <laughs> i've also now reached out to a moderator i have no idea how like disputes work on wiki pages i don't know how you message anyone like i i my post to this moderator is just like public of like, hey, like how do disputes work? Like, like I wanna, I wanna talk about what's going on on this page, and that yeah. is currently where where it stands. So nobody is like flame warring us yet, but this this author who has a vendetta against Amy is going to get very mad as I remain persistently undoing all of his edits. <laughs> Yeah, it's wild. It was just so shocking to me to see this where it was like, all right, let's just, yeah, call a spade a spade here. This is very problematic. I don't think this is any good. There, It's like, you can find this in a number of different articles at this point, and yeah. they're all relatively recent changes. And I just think, you know, we were doing our best out here. And let's bring some internet speak justice back. Yeah, speak out, speak out against this kind of bullshit. <laughs> it's just like, it's coded language that is not very coded yeah. <laughs> it's a very very thin veil over this like western beauty standard bullshit yeah and we don't stand for it plus we're making content now now we can talk about the feud every week <laughs> <laughs> true this has been feud corner yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so anyway so that's the status of that i will not be checking the email yeah. going forward because yeah. i'm too afraid i'm but <laughs> I do already regret it should have been, you know, objective Futurama Watcher 101 or something mm -hmm. should have been our, something. our username. I do regret that I'm posting this under a pot of tomorrow, but... Honestly, it's like the, the worst way of hiding your name, but it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I can link a website on a on our on our profile maybe i should link directly to our <laughs> our podcast. Oh my god. Link to a different Futurama podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
incredible. All right. So next week is called The Lesser of Two Evils. What do we think that's about? The Lesser of Two Evils. This could certainly be a Robot Satan episode. Um, Mm -hmm. Lesser of Two Evils. Oh, yeah, I'll just go Robot Satan episode, maybe like Bender. I could see like Bender wanting to become Robot Satan at some point or like really teaming up with him. So I'll, I'll do that. Robot Satan, Bender gets involved in some way. Awesome. All right. Yes, this is our longest episode by a lot. So <laughs> tweet at us that. at Pod of Tomorrow, <laughs> Pod of Tomorrow at gmail.com. Find me over on Bojack Horse Pod, and we'll see you next week. See ya.